Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, let's talk about a couple of vinyanim. Um, it's interesting, if you know the style of the Medrash Rabbah, Medrash Rabbah, incidentally, the Medrash Rabbah, I always thought it was called Medrash Rabbah because it's a big Medrash, which is a reasonable thing to assume. But I think that is not the case. Medrash Rabbah is really shortened version of Medrash Rabbah Oishia Rabbah. And I had that suspicion because the first Medrash in Medrash Rabbah is Omar Rabbah Oishia Rabbah. So I checked it up in the Chida, and that's what it says. Um, <coughs> but the style of the Medrash Rabbah, in the beginning of a parsha, is to bring a Pasuk, and to be mefarish that Pasuk in many different ways, and to conclude with the Pirish of the Pasuk, that has to do with the first Pasuk in this week's Parsha. You know, so it would bring like a Pasuk in Mishlei, or Shir Hashirim, or something like that, and be Mazber, different Eifanim, until it gets to this week's Parsha. Probably in some way, all of the Pshatim are Nageya, you know, in the Kedarkan Shaul Chachameinu, but that's not often the case. I mean, it's not often apparent, apparent or clear. Um... So Mimela, so I like to try, try. I, I end up doing it a few times a year. I like to try to learn Medrash, and I have notes on, I've got 70 pages typed on, on Medrash altogether, very few Medrashim. And, and what ends up happening is that I'll sit down on Erev Shabbos, Parshas Bamidbar, and I'll learn through Medrash, but the whole beginning is nothing to do with Bamidbar, and that's how it'll be the first year. Like it takes a couple of years to graduate to that week's Parsha. But in any event, because we were talking over Shavuos um, about Ravori Zohar, who passed away right before Yantif, and he was a very, very unique Talmud Chacham, so I thought it would be uh, interesting to just read the beginning of the Medjish Rabbah and Parshish Nasoi, which has to do with <coughs> the Petira of the Talmud Chacham, even though... It doesn't seem to directly relate immediately to our parsha, but I thought it was a, a, maybe a simon hashgacha. The the parsha begins like this. The pasuk brings a very the medrash brings a very famous pasuk. In Mishlei, Yikarahim Ipninim, it is more precious than pearls. The Cholchafotzecha and all of your possessions, all of your Chafetzim, La Yishvuba, are not equal to it. Talking about the Torah. And based on that Pasuk, the Medrash brings the Mishnah in Hyrius. That says that Chacham Kaidim Lamelech Yisrael. Chacham is Kaidim 
Chacham comes before Melech Yisrael. There's a whole list in the in the Gemara and Hirius of who comes before who. It will be Nagea, I believe, Lamashal for Pinyin Shvuyim. Who comes before who? The Lashon of the Medrash is like this. Taninon Tamon, Chacham Kaidim Lamelech Yisrael. Chacham comes before Melech Yisrael. Mace Chacham. If a Chacham passes away, Ein Lanu Kayoitzabai. We have nobody like him. Melech Yisrael Shemais. But if a Melech Yisrael passes away, Kol Yisrael Ruuyim Lamalchos. Any Yid could be a Melech. I found that fascinating. Now the Mepharshim here, just a little bit, just just something, just to help me out of the car here, okay? Um, I found something interesting that the, they shteltsu on this medrash, they say that it's also a medrash in Parshas Miketz. There's a lotion here of the medrash, it's Tzadi Aleph Tes. Parsha Tzadi Aleph Ois Tes in the medrash. And it says about a Talmud Chacham, Talmud Chacham Shemais Ein Onu Moitz Im Tumurasai. The Talmud Chacham is Nifter. We do not find his replacement. You know, some some people that are listening to this may have in their minds Talmud Chachamim that they learned by that are no longer alive, and they've had the experience that yes, you can find other Rabbeim. You can find other people to learn from, but you will never find a replacement for the Talmud Chacham Shemais. Every Talmud Chacham is unique. Okay? And I just found here something interesting that uh, was just uh, touched my heart. The, um, the Radal writes here, the Radal is Rabbi David Luria. He's from the base Medrash of the Gro. who's a Talmud of the Talmidei HaGro. And... He writes that he's, he explained this medrash. He write, this is in Parshas Miketz. He writes, I explained this medrash in a hespid <coughs> of Bni Yekiri HaCharif Rabim. Of my son, the, the, the sharp, Talmud Chacham. Okay? And he says his son's name was Chaim Yoyna. Chaim Yoyna Luria. And he writes here in parentheses that he was nifter. Doctor Hack, I'm curious if you're if you if you've come across this type of way of referring to it. Uh, he was nifter chafhei teves tafresh beis the nikvar chavav teves. It's interesting that he records it that way. He doesn't just say a yard site. Mm-hmm. He says he was nifter chafhei teves tafresh beis nikvar chavav teves. Um, and he says. That, and as it's just interesting, I was in my father's house when, when I was reading this medrash. I was reading this Radal, and I mentioned to my father, I showed my father this thing that the, the Radal's son was Nifter in Tufresh Bays. Tufresh Bays is 1842. Right? The way to remember, I've taught you this before, the way to remember is all the whole hundreds are 40s. So Tufshin is 1940, Tufresh is 1840, Tuf Kuf is 1740. That's the way to remember it. So tough Reish Beis, very easy to remember. Tough Reish Beis is 1842. So my father told me that it's well known that the Radal was born the year that the Gro was Nifter. And the Gro was Nifter in 1798. 
which means that at the time, let's just imagine the Tsar here that we're talking about, at the time that the Radal said a Hesped on his son, this Talmud Chacham, that he's saying, the Radal himself was only 44. How old do you think his son could possibly have been, this, this Talmud Chacham? It's pretty... He says an incredible thing. He says that when a Talmud Chacham is nifter, it's a tsar for the world, but it's a big simcha for that Talmud Chacham to finally go home, to finally be with Hashem. The famous, he doesn't bring the maral, but it's the maral famously <coughs> says that we daven for gerim in the bracha of Allah tzaddikim, because in a certain sense, tzaddikim are gerim, because they don't belong in this world. They live with a different value system. And... And it's a big simcha for them to go back. Rav Leichter told me once that he walked into Rav, Rav Volba's house when Rav Volba was already getting much older. And Rav Volba's sitting there by his table. He was old, like, you know, like, uh, you know maybe not as connected as, as he had been. I don't know. But he started going, Oi! Chvila Heimgain! And I want to go home. And Rav Leichter's looking at him like, sitting by his dining room table. So he looks at the Rebbitzin, and the Rebbitzin's like, you know, pointing upwards. So there's such a thing, and it's a simcha for the tzaddik to, to finally go home, but it's a tzar for the, for the velt. The difference here between the melech and the Talmud Chacham I find very, very, very interesting. It's almost like the tafkid of the melech in terms of being a melech in Klal Yisrael is an external tafkid. So in terms of the tafkid, the external, we've, we've discussed this many times, that the melech is, is, is a more external tafkid. So hagam, the melech talmud chacham is unique from another melech talmud chacham, but that's mebchinas ha-talmud chacham shabai. But mebchinas ha-melech shabai, that he goes to war and raises taxes or lowers taxes, you know, whatever the case may be. So, in that sense, all Klal Yisrael is Roy Lamalchus, and one of us steps out in front of Klal Yisrael and leads Klal Yisrael. But by Talmud Chachamim, it's not that way. In other words, it sounds like there's a way to look at Klal Yisrael that we're all equal, like by the Erechim, right? The, the, we, we all have an equal value. And there's a way to look at Klal Yisrael that we're all unique. And when we look at the Talmud Chacham, we see his miyuchados, we see his uniqueness. When we look at the, um, when we look at the Melech, you know, the person who's in charge, the person who has a more external tafkid. So then we see him just as part of the tzibar. So I, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, in terms of Ravuri Zohar, I met him one time in my life and I never, I didn't speak to him. I was just sitting at a table with him. But I've been following his life story. And, um, and like, kind of stalking him online. You know, not Mamish stalking him, because he had no presence. He had no presence online whatsoever since he was 42 years old. But, and there was no internet then. But, um, but, but he, um, he, He's just, there's something, this jumped out at me as something to talk about because he was refreshingly unique, a very, very, very unique person. And and um, and he lived Taka like a ger, like he doesn't belong in this world. By the end of his life, he probably could have afforded any kind of uh, living space that he wanted, but he, 
he lived in a in an apartment that was about the size of the part of the shul that Shua is sitting in. From wall to wall, that was the size of his entire apartment, more or less. Like he lived in a tiny, tiny, he sold everything. He wanted to just be his far of his table. He sat on his bed, pulled up a table. He lived there with his wife. But um, his charusas would come. He lifted up his bed because he had like circulation issues on top. You know, so the legs of his bed was sitting on phone books. You know, like it was simple, simple, simple as could be. He wasn't here anymore. He just wasn't here. And this is someone that grew up in the Shakua in the Gashmi sticker world, and he was a late, and he was funny, and he was, you know, and and, and he was, uh, and he was funny till the end, by the way, very funny till the end, and um, I think that, I think that as Makkim to take notice when someone is unique as a Talmud Chacham, I think that we we suffer sometimes because we try to stuff everyone into the same. Thing and we have standards of what it means to be a Talmud Chacham, and if this person doesn't follow that that uh, script, we have pikashas on him, you know, you know, you know, and and like the idea of being able to just appreciate a completely unique Talmud Chacham. He he said two things in an interview right before he was nifter, within a year or two before he was nifter. First of all, he spoke about getting old, and he was so like like. Um, he was so like at peace with himself getting older and he he um, he says to the person who's interviewing him you have no idea the joy of getting old like the, 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 it's just like he feels he feels so forced he's, you calm down a little bit you're more settled you, you understand the world like he was like enjoying that place and he says I am the wealthiest man in the world says, it could be you could convince me that there are people as wealthy as me, but there's nobody wealthier than me. Because, he says, I have everything that I want. What could be possibly wealthier than someone who has everything that he wants? There's nothing that I want that I don't have. So that's the Pshat, the wealthiest person in the world. So that's our state's mission, right? Um, so that was, his, that was his thing. But in, in Tyra, he was not so... Which you're not supposed to be. When he became from his early in his life, and he was just, just, just starting to become from, so he, I think I said this over again, this piece, he announced, I said over half of it, I'll tell you the other half in a second. He announced, um, he told, he called the guy who was being Makar of him, and he said, like, he just wants to know what he called Hakav Adom, um, he wanted to know the minimum the minimum to cross the red line. The way he said it when he was older was that he said to his Rebbe, look, like, I'm not ready to start becoming from. He said, I don't need to be sitting in the front seat in Gan Eden. I don't even need to be sitting in the back seat in Gan Eden. I don't even mind if the heat is at my back. I just don't want to be in there. Tell me how to not be in there. So his Rebbe gave him certain minimal things. It's a very interesting perspective, you know. The end of his life, he went to the Gidai Lehadar and asked if perhaps he could become Potter from doing Kirov. And he told them, I don't want to be sitting on the bleachers, I want to be by the table. Like, what a turnaround <laughs> over 40 years, you know? So that's, uh, it's the beginning of fascist Nasser, like, how could I not, uh, how could I not mention it? Okay. Um, that's Aleph. Bayes. 
Days is very, very interesting. Parshas Nasoi begins with the minion of two families of Levia, of Levian. Um, Kahas is counted and given his job in the end of Parshas Bamidbar, and Parshas Nasoi starts with Gershon and Merari. The truth is Gershon should come before Kahas, but Kahas comes first, he takes care of the Caleb, and, and then you have Gershon and then you have Merari. And there are many, many, many different mafarshim about the meaning and why the order is switched around, the different shinuyim in the Lushan for each one. But I want to say over for you, just because it's just like sweet and interesting, um, what the Sam Seifer says. The Sam Seifer says, very interesting, the Sam Seifer says that Kahas, Gershon, and Merari represent three different types of historical periods that Klal Yisrael lives in. This kahas is like lo yikahas amen. Comes from the lashon of being makhil. It's a lashon of kahal of when we're gathered together in Eretz Yisrael. It's man of geulah when things are going well. That's kahas. Gershon is a lashon of when there's gerushin, when we're sent away from Eretz Yisrael. As we know, all the gemaras about the churban beis hamikdash are misach the gitin, right? We say in in yom liyabasha. We dive into Hashem v'shuv sheinus l'kadsha v'al toisif l'garsha. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu sends us into Golas, it's the the goresh as ha'amazayis, right? It's a, it's a chasing out or a separation. So Gershon represents Klal Yisrael in the zman of Golas, and Merari represents Klal Yisrael in a time of Shmad when the Goyim are trying to bimaver us on our Yiddishkeit and they're trying to get us to rebel. A lashon of Merida of Merari. You know the the um, the lashon of rebellion. Hey, Marley. You know it's like uh, no that that over there means bitter. I'm sorry, but uh, but the the the, 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 the there's a, there's a lashon of of a shirish of mem rish that's like a, a rebellion, a time of rebellion. It probably does have to do with uh, Mariros, but but uh, but in any event, so the the Sam cipher is oimit on the fact that the Parshas Nasai begins, Nasai es roish b'nei gershain gam heim. In other words, count, lift up. The counting is a lifting up, right? Is a, is a chashivas. So lift up the b'nei gershain, them too. Gam heim, them too. The Mepharshim are oimit on that. What's this gam heim? If you say, Nasa Yisrael B'nei Gershon, I'll figure out that it's Gam Hem, because you just said about Kaz. Like, I got it. But by Merari, it doesn't say Gam Hem, actually. It doesn't even say Nasa. It just says, Tifka Yisrael. So he says like this. He says, Kahas is when Kalal Yisrael is Shriyam Alad Masam. And there, the Pasuk tells us about Kahas... The Pasuk says, Nasoi by Shvi and Parshas by Midbar. The Pasuk says, Parak Dalet, Pasuk Beis. The Pasuk says, Nasoi es roish b'nei kahas, mitoich b'nei levi lemishpachaisam leveisafoisam. Lift up the family of kahas. That's referring to Klal Yisrael and their Shruyam al-Admasam. Lemishpachaisam leveisafoisam. To like connect them to their avais. Because when Klal Yisrael is oisim ritzayinai shalmakayim and they're in Eretz Yisrael, so then they're being mechaber themselves to the derech of their avos. So lift them up, l'mishpachaisam l'veis avosam. Says the Tzam Seifer, you might think that when Kalal Yisrael is thrown out of Eretz Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to punish us and send us away, that maybe then we're not lifted up, l'mishpachaisam l'veis avosam. 
Oh, says the Pasuk, Nasayas Rosh B'nei Gershon Gamheim. Even if it's as man that like now that we're in Golas and it's a time where we're paying for the Chatayim of, of, of Klal Yisrael, but that doesn't mean that in that process we're not becoming pure and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the process of Golas and in that way we're going through the path of drawing closer to Hashem. When it comes to B'nai Merari, he says there's no going back He says, Yidin that stay loyal to Hashem in Hashem Hashemad, he said, Chazal say that there is nobody in Klal Yisrael like them. So there's no Gamheim and there's no Lemishpachaisam because the Yidin that lived in Hashem Hashemad and were Moiser Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem, they are, nobody stands in their Chelek. It's Tifkoiraisam, count them. But they're compared to nobody because of their godless, because they, they stand alone. I thought that was an interesting way of, of, uh, of like a drush. There's a real classic Hungarian drush, you know, some cipher style, on Gershon Kahasu Marari, and there's a lot of Musar and Chizuk in it. Okay, so that's Bayes. Gimel, I would like to share with you. Um, you know, everyone has their go-to, like, oh, it's Parshas Vayigash, I always say this. So I want to tell you what I always say on Parshas Nasei, because it's very, very special to me, it's very dear to me. It's Nagea, if you heard the Q&A, it's Nagea to that. You'll see, there's a... But I want to be Maisif to it. I want to be Maisif Ha'ara to it, that's, uh, <clears throat> I think, worth talking through. So in Parshas Nasei is the Parsha of the Shiluach HaMachanois. Yishalchom in HaMachana. By Shlishi. Tzavez B'nei Yisrael V'yishalchom in HaMachana Kol Tzorua V'chol Zov V'chol Tomei Lonefesh. Tzorua, Zov, and Tomei Lonefesh was sent out of the Machana. Um, let's just take a moment to get our halacha straight. We know that there were three Machanois. There was the Machana Shechina, where the Oil Moed was. There was the Machana Levia, which surrounded it. That's where the Kayhanim and Leviyam were. And then there was the Machana Yisrael, that's where all the Shvatim were. These three Tumas, Tzorua, Zov, and Tomei Lonefesh, were not the same. A Tzorua had to leave all three Machanais. A Zov had to just leave Machana Shechina and Machana Levia. And a Tomei Lonefesh just had to leave the Machana Shechina, what was Mutter B'Machana Levia, I think I once pointed this out to you, the Gemara in Saita says that Moshe Rabbeinu brought the Aroina Shal Yosef, was Imoi B'Mechitzosai, so that's how we know that Tomei Meis is Mutter B'Machana Levia, just to get the Halacha. Okay, but if you listen to the Pesukim, they're incredibly repetitious. It's like five Pesukim on this, it could have been one. Okay, the Pesuk says, Tzavez b'nei Yisrael v'yishalcho min ha-machana kol tzorua v'cholzov v'chol tamei l'nefesh. Good, I got that. Pasuk Gimel. Mizachar ad nekeva t'shalecho. Okay, and you included Zachar and nekeva. Very good, got that. And from here, sure, I have no idea what's going on. El michutz l'machana t'shalcho. Send them out of the machana. Right, you just said that. That's what you exactly just said. You just said, V'yishalchum in ha-machana. Now you say, Zohar ha send them out of the machana. Right, right. That, I, I did not forget from one second ago. You just said that. Very schwer. And then, 
And then it says, Fine. And then Dalit. Dalit. And the Bnei Yisrael, they talk did like this. What do you think they did? Guess what? It says it again. Now you already said it two times. Now you're saying it a third time. And then the pastor, just in case. By the way, who, what, what, what did they do? Again, repeated. Very, very repetitious. So I want to make a dent at least on that. I say it like this that when we send out someone from the Machana because they're Tameh, why are we sending them out? So the Pashta says, we're sending them out, they shouldn't be Metameh, call Israel. They shouldn't be Metameh, other people. Each one of these Tumas represents Midas Rois. Let's take the one that's easiest to access for us, Tzorua, which we know comes from Lashon Hara and Machlekes and so on and so forth. So... Abamachlekes is a dangerous cancer to have in a tzibur. Someone gets tzaras for uh, for being a Abamachlekes or Balashanaro or Achilas. We send them out of the machana. Okay, so how does it work? In other words, I'll give you a mashal. Today's society, right? So someone is a criminal. So I'll, I'll, I'll never forget when uh, when when I was mugged over here in the parking lot many years ago. So. Um, so, uh, they caught the guys that mugged me. Okay, it was a Mephis. Three guys mugged me, four guys were caught. Okay, I'll explain the story another time. But, um, but anyway, so at some point, I got a letter from one of the um, criminal's lawyers asking me if I could write a letter for leniency to the judge. I asked my Rashiv if I should do that. He's like, no, let him stay in jail as long as possible. No leniency. And then he mentioned to me, which is something that you know, that a lot of low-level criminals become high-level criminals in jail. You know, they... Euler Russia, Euler Shchenai. So... So why am I bringing this up? Because you have a person who's not able to be part of society because he's a danger to society. So we separate him from society and we put him in jail. But is that the best thing for him? Maybe sometimes it is. But it seems to me, I have a little experience with jail. I've gone to, to, um, you know, to, to, to give classes in jail. And I visited people in jail. And I don't find that it's necessarily... There are people who stag in jail, but, but generally, you don't, I don't find that it like adds to their... Uh, as a general rule, there are exceptions, but as a general rule, I don't find that it's... it's Dafka, the best thing for the person who's being put in jail is the best thing for the person who we're protecting from the person who's being put in jail. We're not like that in Kalal Yisrael. We don't do that. Because Baruch is perfect and the Torah is perfect. And if the best thing for Kalal Yisrael is to separate someone, it's also the best thing for that person. Because sometimes a person needs to be separated out from the tzibur so that he could stand by a makayim outside of the tzibur and, 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 and absorb feelings of ga'aguim and ratzayim to be nishaber with the tzibur again. Okay? So I want to give a little vocabulary then. Okay? 
if I'm a Rebbe and I send a boy out of the class, so I want to send him out because he's having a bad effect on the boys in the class, but also because it's the best thing for him. I want him standing outside the door, yearning to come back in. I want him listening in by the door, waiting for Rebbe to let him back in. That's what I want, okay? So, I don't throw him out. I send him to out. That's a big difference. Throwing him out means I use a tissue and I throw it out. I'm done with it. I don't want it anymore. Chas v'shalom, we don't do that to a single yid. What I do is, I send that yid to this makayim in the machaneh that's called chutzla machaneh. And from there he steigs. Okay? That's what the Pasuk is saying. First of all, someone who's dying, you have to send him out. It's not healthy for the people that are left inside. He needs to be sent out. But it's not just for Klal Yisrael. Send him to this makayim called Michutz Lamachana. Okay, then finally the pasuk says that Klal Yisrael did that. Vayasu came b'nei Yisrael. Okay, Klal Yisrael did that. You, you know Klal Yisrael. Sometimes we could be told to get rid of someone, and we get rid of them. But not lavdafka with the with the avas Yisrael of sending them el michutz lamachana. So the Torah speaks out. Vayasu came b'nei Yisrael. Vayishalchu oisam el michutz lamachana. Not vayishalchu oisam min amachana. Klal Yisrael got it, and that's the repetition. The way Hashem said it to Moshe, that's how Klal Yisrael did it. With the full hider mitzvah of not just ridding the machaneh of the tumah, but of worrying about the tameh. Okay, it's a, it's a pella. Okay? Um, you've heard this before? Okay, let me, let me, let me tell you what my kasha is. We're going to have this. My kasha is like this. El michutz the fal- So what's the reason for el michutz For them, right? So why does it say v'lo yitamu es machanehem asher ani shayichim v'sayichim? It doesn't read right. Mizacharad nekeva. It should say that in the beginning. It should say tzavez bnei Yisrael v'yishalchum in amachanet kol tzurov v'chazav v'chazav nevish v'lo yitamu es machanehem asher ani shayichim v'sayichim. Now mizacharad nekeva tishalchum el michutz l'machanet tishalchum. That's for them. That's not v'lo yitamu. Is Machanehem you hear my kasha? I think you see a big aside from here, and it's Nagea and Chinuch also. Um, it's Nagea for children, it's Nagea for adults. The most damaging thing for the person that's left within the Tzibur, the most damaging thing for them is that they're being Mazik people. Hagufa is the most damaging thing. Is that we're letting them be a Mazik. If you care about someone, don't let them be a mazik. That's what you should do. Because I love you, I'm not going to let you hurt people. Because there's nothing worse than being a hurting a person that hurts. That hurts people. So that's why it says that's the Chiddush. And in that way, Even on that nekuda. But and you have a kid that you're separating out because he's hurting people, 
You're being matzel him from being in the very compromised situation of being a mazik. That's the first chesed that you're doing for him. Now we have to figure out how to deal with whatever netiyahs there are. But the first thing is, you're doing him a chesed by, by, by not allowing him to, to be mazik. That was the thought. Okay. One more. I think we have time for one more, no? Hmm. Yesh Ladun. Okay, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch. Um, let me just point out, we have one minute. Let me point out a one-minute ha'ara. This week's parsha is... It's not just a ha'ara, very maramakam uh, for you. This week's parsha is the parsha of Nazir. The parsha of Nazir in this week's parsha. Nazir is a very, very, very important parsha. Just parsha thing. That's something that Ramchal says in the Misil Yisharim. I think maybe it jumps into my head maybe that it's Perak Tess. I'm not 100% sure. But the, the Ramchal writes in, in, in Brigadier Belazar that maybe it's earlier on by, by Zahirus. The Ramchal writes that Chazal made Takanois, Gedarim, Siyogim on on many things, as you know, many Dirabanans and, and Harchakas that the Chazal put on many different important mitzvahs. The Ramchal writes that, Klal, that Chazal, um, the Bezdin, understood the approach, the Mahalach, of making Siyogim from Parshas Nazir. And the way he says it, is that in, parsha, in the Parsha of Nazir, HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught us what we're supposed to do by other mitzvahs. Yes. It's just it's such an interesting thing. So the Parsha of Nazir also, uh, also asks grapes and, you know, all these other harchakas, 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 you know, the pit of a grape is not making anyone drunk. But still, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to go near Mechatzah, Mechatzah, because all the harchakas in Nazir, but those are the Raisa. It's almost like Hashem said, I want you to make harchakas on the mitzvahs in the Torah. Let me show you how. I'm going to take the mitzvah of Nazir, and I'm going to show you there how to make their abundance. Now use that model by all mitzvahs. So I thought that was a hush of a thing to know. You're going into Parshas Nasai. The model of how to be marchik oneself from Avera is in the Pesachim Alein, is in the, the Parsha itself. Yashakayach, you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Maramakaimas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.